I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, hey, Gator Nation. Welcome back to Respect Our Decision podcast. Raw reaction times two. As we talk about Jaden Rashada and the win over the South Carolina Gamecocks. As always, this is your boy, Hirsch. And with me, as always, is the man, Mike. What's going on? And the hype man, Wes. What's up? Glad to be back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Got a lot of great stuff to talk about. Coming at you a day late, but not a dollar short, guys. We're going to hit you up with a lot of information tonight. Kind of kick it around, give our opinions. Um, As always, guys, make sure you download us wherever you get your podcasts from. All major platforms, we are there. Make sure you go ahead and check us out on the YouTube channel, Respect Our Decision. And if you're not already, please throw us a subscribe. Make sure you like every video, guys, and drop us a comment. We love reading them. We read everything that we've got this week. We appreciate y'all's support. And as always, guys, if you'd like to support us as creators, check us out on our Patreon at Respect Our Decision. Each and every dollar we make goes back into the show to make it better. We appreciate all of y'all out there for supporting us there. And real quick, before we stop, jump into it, want to make sure we give a big shout-out to our sponsor, Camwood Supplements. Make sure you go visit camwoodsupplements.com. Use code RESPECT20 to save 20% off your first purchase. But guys, like I just said, man, we got we got reaction times too. Um, you know, we usually only talk about the game on this on this episode, but some gigantic news broke at the start of the weekend, late, late 
Thursday night or Friday morning if you're on the East Coast like most of us are. Um, Jaden Rashada is back in in the mix and is a Florida Gator, guys. Uh, just absolutely tremendous news as the Gators were able to go in and make a flip on a guy that we missed earlier in the recruiting cycle. And we talked about quite a bit early in the early stages of this show. Um, guys, what y'all think? What are your reactions to, to landing Jaden Rashada? What's, how do y'all think this affects us going forward right now in the short term? Mike? No, I think it's huge, man. Uh, you know, obviously it's uh, great to, uh, take, a a KO to your, uh, you know, one of your political rivals, you know, uh, commit list. And I think it's the linchpin as well. So I think, you know, there's potentially more to come on that, but that's something we'll touch on later on in future episodes. But, uh, no, just, it's like I said, definitely a KO blow. And, but for our, uh, class, I just think it's massive. You, um, for the, uh, for the most part of the room, you need a quarterback every class. I think it's a great rule of thumb, you know, especially the fact that, you know, we look, potentially most likely looking at AR leaving one way or another uh, next season, especially how he's been playing lately. So uh, especially a quarterback of this caliber, uh, you know, uh, top 100 commit, you know, he's looking at actually top 60. So he's uh, number 57 overall uh, in the composite rankings. And he's from a, uh, what something not to overlook. He's from a state that is known to produce quarterbacks in the state of California. You kind of, um, if you look at it historically, you kind of want your quarterback from either Texas, Georgia, or California. That's just pretty much, unless I'm leaving one out. Um, but those are pretty much the three where you want your quarterbacks from. And he's it. We had a target. It's pretty much him or bust. And we got Stokes, but Stokes is pretty much a pro, going to be a program guy. So you know that's going to be a huge for it's going to be huge for the class. And uh, when you get a QB one like Rashada, it um, a lot of times is uh people want to play with them and we'll see where that comes. Wes, what were your initial reactions to, to seeing that news? I know you were probably, uh, probably taking a nap by that time when it happened, woke up to a, a absolute bombshell. Yeah, man. You know, Christmas came early. <laughs> uh, in my case, I was sleep at maybe like nine or 10 o'clock that night. Um, had heard some rumblings, didn't didn't know it was going to happen at 12 o'clock. Uh, but uh, I told you guys I woke up to, like, the best gift a grown man at 37 years old could get. So uh, that, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> Your family doesn't listen to this, right? No, no, no. They don't listen. Um, but uh, it, it, it was good. Uh, to, to some points that Mike made uh, as far as this kid having that uh, character that uh, uh, that other kids may want to play with, I think it is that type of a linchpin. I've chronicled uh, when we lost uh, Carmani of, of losing to Miami, uh, and Billy does it again. It seems like he always has an answer uh, when things uh, go bad or things go array, and this was just another example of that. Flipping him uh, was huge. Uh, he, uh, Mike said he's the number 57th player in the country. He could rise, uh, being that he had a great year. 
Uh, I think I talked about on the last podcast, not la- the last podcast I was on, about him raising his completion percentage uh, to 64%, which is a key indicator for a high school quarterback. So uh, he may rise. Uh, don't know if he get a fifth star. Uh, that'll be a, a huge jump uh, to do it, but it's not that far far fetched in my opinion, being that the year he had his senior year. So this was tremendous. Uh, losing Kermani hurt, but when you look at the most important position in any sport, it's the quarterback. You got to have a dude back there. Uh, unless you have five stars all over the field, like Georgia did, and they wouldn't want to walk on. But uh, if you don't have uh, that type of class where you five stars are at every position, you're going to need to do. Uh, we saw that uh, with uh, some other schools beating some of those top rated schools because they had a dude back there. And hopefully he uh, turns out to be a dude. So uh, <laughs> first reaction, love it. Got to get one of those. Uh, it's, it's special in your bump class. Uh, we didn't uh, get one last class. So th- this is important. Uh, him and Stokes, Stokes like uh, I think Mike said, Stokes is a program guy. Uh, so this is huge. Yeah, um, you really hit on on some of the points I was going to talk about about his uh, statistical improvement over last year. Um, as you said, his completion percentage was a very huge concern leading into his senior season. If you want to, you know, if you looked at his line and said, "Okay, what sticks out?" Um, that w- that was definitely one of the red flags on him, and he has really bumped that up. Um, looking at around 28 touchdowns now on the season after his game Friday night. Uh, just just a great senior campaign the kid's having. Um, one other thing I want to hit on is, is our staff, man. I really want to heart back to that. This is a staff that has closed no doors. Um, a kid commits somewhere else, they don't quit, and that – says a ton about Billy, his staff, Katie, the 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 staff that she has under working with her, Katie Bree, and the army of, of people Billy has working for him. No door is for, is is firmly shut. If if they think there's a chance, they keep on it, man. And kudos to every single person that played a part in this. Uh the Gator Collective um, were taking a lot of flack early last week before this happened uh, publicly. Understandably, I mean, fans get frustrated when they don't see the results that they think they're, that they're led to or that they expect out of the University of Florida. And um, the Gator Collective and those people, Hugh Hathcock, just, you know, and, and others that don't even want their names out there just continue to keep their nose to the ground and do hard work. So shout out to all of those guys for getting this done and the, and the groundwork for what they've uh, laid to possibly follow. And a lot of that stuff we'll talk about on our weekly show, but right now, before we, we get into the game of this week, we want to, you know, we want to also talk about what are the long-term effects of this, of Jaden Rashada committing to the university of Florida, because this can't be overlooked. It's not just a, how does it help us, close out this class but i mean there's this is a thing this is a one of those things that has huge ripple effects to it mike would you want to speak to some of that 
Yeah, um, like I said previously, it's Rashada. It, there are players that want to play for Rashada or with Rashada. Period. Who ha- weren't not inquiring uh, before and are requ- inquiring now. We're talking top. I'll just leave it. You know, I'll just say top 100 kids, but they're significantly higher than that. And uh, we're talking skill skill position players. Let's just say players on the offensive side of the ball and difference makers, or to quote the great the great West dudes, the dudes. And, but the bot, um, you know, and how that can assist <laughs> us moving forward. You know, that's once again you're taking what you're hurting a arrival in Miami with that. So you know that goes to not only taking over the state with Florida, but you're going out in California at that point. So you have, you know, you have seeds out in California now. So, you know, those, uh, his, his, uh, you know, uh, buddies out there that he's playing with. So, you know, not only this class, maybe a next class moving forward. So, you know, it's just, once again, it's just ripple effects of a, a huge commitment uh, for yet another week. The Florida Gators, this time on a positive end, at least, were to talk about the recruiting landscape. And what that, like you were saying, Hirsch, Billy always has a plan. And in this kind of going back to, you know, our win streak, you know, it's, it's been positive, positive news, positive news. Teams playing great. Defense is playing great. Something we'll get into obviously. And um, there's uh, more in the horizon. Wes, what are your long-term thoughts on it? I think it's huge uh, to echo what Mike was saying about the California connection. You also have, uh, he's the quarterback and then you have your wide receiver coach also has roots out there and connections out there. Very so true. If you can tie uh, the wide receivers uh, into that shout out to KC uh, who's been phenomenal and get some of those guys out there that, that Rashada may have connections with. They're not foreign to KC. He's just left from out there. So, uh, that long term is, is monumental uh, and, and huge is in itself. So um, long term, uh, as far as recruiting, it's a good thing. Uh, if he's a dude, it's an even better thing. Uh, <laughs> if, if he's starting in two years and, and looks good, I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not looking forward to him starting next year or anything like that. But if he's ready in two years, then – and we're good to go. So this is this is huge. It's like you need a guy. Like I said, we we we're not in that top five recruiting mark yet. So if you don't, if you're not in top five. You've got to have a quarterback that can make plays, that can overcome uh, talent. You see it in the NFL. You see it in college. Uh, if if you don't have a bunch of talented guys, sometimes uh, your QB has to go out and win games. It's that, again echoing what I said uh, in the first part. The quarterback is the most important important position in all the sports. I don't care what sport it is. You can't name me a more important position than the quarterback, especially when you have 22 guys that have to play on the field. So that's where I'm at with that. Mike, you had one point you wanted to add? Yeah. Um, I think it was huge on this. Uh, I mean, you've kind of spoken with the collective. It's the NIL period. Um, we haven't really had, you know, that, that guy, you know, kind of be the the face of like like the class. You know, uh, with Billy, obviously, it's only a second major class, and NIL's just starting. But you know, Florida hasn't really been out there. You know, had that Texas Texas A and M type. You know, 
hey, look at us. We're, you know, we're Florida yet. So this is the type of player that, you know, it's obviously the exact numbers aren't out there. You know, we've lost commits, let's just say, for money because it just happened. You know, people are throwing out, you know, uh, arbitrary numbers, so on and so forth. But, you know, it's irrelevant. But we had egg on our face nonetheless. So with that being said, we got a, a quarterback that NIL obviously did play a part. So it, d- it does show Florida is at the adult table come Thanksgiving. So I think that's huge. Absolutely. Um, it, it can't be understated enough. Uh, they are playing the game at a very high level. Um, there were some missteps. I believe actually Rashada was one of those missteps. The, the way that that went the first time, I think they huddled around um, and said, uh, how can we make this not happen again? And um, obviously we had the situation with Cormani. I don't believe that's all attributed to NIL. Um, there's some other factors in play. That is what it is. Uh, word is he's already possibly – reaching back out to us. I'm not putting any validity to those rumors right now. You're going to hear a lot of rumors the next two, up until early signing day, you're going to hear a ton of different rumors. Um, And, but this is also a big part of what we said at the beginning of the season of what recruits want to see progress being made on the field. It's, it's no, it, it doesn't go, question without you know with me that you've seen us the last few weeks look like a much more competent football team um and other teams kind of like the one that he was previously committed to have looked a little bit disorganized and a little much of a mess and fans you know complaining and asking for coaches to be fired in year one and um now there's chances that class might not hold together well guess what yeah <laughs> Winners win and winners know how to build classes. And, uh, you know, Billy is all that. Billy has really kept his foot on the gas pedal with all of this. So at the end of the day, perception is always reality, guys. Big shout out to the Gator Collective for all your hard work. Um, not letting the naysayers get y'all down and just doing what y'all set out to do. Um, tremendous, uh, tremendous respect. I saw a lot of guys the next day saying they had just signed up for the collective for the first time um, and saw the videos that uh, the, the university of Florida put out there this week with golden coach Napier and uh, Scott Strickland all endorsing the Gator collective. So if you're not on board, now's the time, man, there's a lot of great stuff happening. So it's, it's a good time to be a part of it. And speaking of good things happening, guys, Y'all might have uh, noticed the Saturday, the University of Florida had a pretty solid football game all the way across the board. Um, Coming out on top, 38-6. to six. Guys, how y'all feeling about that? Wes, you want to go first? Give your, your initial thoughts? Yeah, um... Y'all know I'm the sunshine pumper. Um, I was impressed, but I have to take in mind the off the last two offenses we played. Texas A&M is not a good offense. Um, 
and neither is USC. Uh, so we did what we should have done. So I'm okay with that. Um, the second half of uh, Texas A&M game and Leeds, they, they carried it on. So I'm happy. So, um, and then we playing upcoming Vanderbilt. So the defense looked good. And when anytime my issue with the defense, if you're going to be a bend, don't break defense at times too, and just giving up everything, you have to create turnovers. In the second half, again, they did that. And I was very, very, very impressed with that. Uh, still, we left some points on the field. Every time you get create three turnovers on the other on the other team's uh, side of the field, you got to score more than seven points. And a lot of that was a tribute to our special team. Sacramento has a great special teams. That's how they scored their only touchdown. Um, and I don't care how much you work on it. Sometimes uh, certain coaches emphasize that so much, and they just they're just good at what they do. They they kept saying it during the broadcast. They're the number one special teams team in the country. Which and, is what I'm saying. And, and his his father was great at it. That's why they called it Beamer Ball. And you saw it uh, with him is that that was the only touchdown. I think we gave up another drive where they went for it on fourth down and didn't get it when they were on outside the field. But that was the only the only time they uh, had a chance to score was on that fourth down when they went for it on outside of the field. So shout out to the defense. Shout out to the D-line making plays. And if, and a lot of people want to – and maybe we'll talk about this later with Cox and people attributing the play to Cox – uh, a lot of that was more by secondary as well, not uh, being in playing assignment football as well. So shout out to him. The offense left a lot of points on the field. We'll talk about those uh, a little bit later. But special team was horrible, so they wasn't playing well in all three phases like I felt we played last week. Mike, who are you and what have you done with Wesley? <laughs> like this is a Feel like I'm going to be the sunshine pumper here. Goodness gracious! I liked it though. I liked it. I mean, I try. All right, I'll take over. Um, no, I mean, to play. I mean, I don't care who you face. Um, this maybe because I'm like I play defense. If you was it um, what do we had eight, six quarters with no touchdowns. That's damn good ball. I don't care who you're facing because that means a mop-up duty as well. Okay, um, that's it. And that's a conference game as well. So you're you're shitting on the defense is what it comes down to. You're being disrespectful, and especially when we apparently we're the, we we um, throughout the whole year everyone wants to shit on the defense. Everyone wants to shit on Tony. And then all of a sudden he's playing well, and everyone wants to forget about it. So what is it? Yeah, no, no, no. That's what it is. And he had – we were 131 of 131. We were literally on the show. It's just – we had a segment. It's just the worst uh, for the defense of all time. And then he plays well, and guess what happens? Fucking crickets. So that's that's garbage. That's freaking garbage. I'm sorry. So pick a side. And, and some – I'm not just saying you in particular, but people need to stick to it because even on a timeline, I'm not seeing people – Give credit where credit's due. All right, that's just what it is. I, I thought Tony sucked and he needs to be fired. So where's that energy? So in addition to that, um, I'll get more in depth in that later on. Um, apologies on the language, Hirsch. I'll get yelled at later. I know. And um, I, I'm I like glad it. To see the, pardon? I like it. I like the passion. No, but at the same time, I like to see. I like to. You know, we had 54 rushes where we all running the ball. Um, I like that the ball was spread uh, spread around. The team keeps progressing. I can't harp on that enough. And once again, passing was abysmal. 
Um, I thought once we made a progression last week, we, we, we regressed with this one. So um, I'll leave it. And um, unfortunately, uh, we did not play a complete game because you cannot see you did when you give a uh, fake tu- um, a fake punt touchdown for 50 yards. So other than that, <clears throat> and you mishandled team win. You, you, you get a kick block and then you mishandle one as well. Special team was awful. That was the yeah. worst. Worse. Yeah. Um, game changers might need their name changed. They might need uh, the mic treatment. They, they might need to change. Mike needs to uh, stay on the game changers. To uh, They're just changers until they uh, do something that changes the game for, for good. Um, I'm going to hark back to something Mike just said about the six quarters. I'm actually going to combine two things y'all said. Wes talking about the quality of the offenses we faced. You know who didn't have a quality offense? South Florida. Who went up and down the field and scored on us. You think they're on the talent level of the two SEC teams we just played? Could have won. They're not on the same stratosphere of talent of the two teams we just played. So, you can say... Well, they just played a less talented offense. No, the defense has improved. I don't care how you want to argue it. If you're arguing it, you're just arguing it because you want to be right about something you said earlier in the year. You want to be, oh, I still don't think Tony's the man for the job, but you're not basing it on factual information. Because South Carolina and Texas A&M, for all their flaws, are still better offenses, better talented teams than the University of South Florida, whose coach just got fired. So, I mean, you can come up with any narrative you want to 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 keep your arguments going, but you're you're you don't. It's not going to hold a lot of weight. Kudos to Tony and the defense. All of them played a great game this week. All of them. Big shout outs to our man Big Des on the on the Big Man Rumble. Great play. Um, shout out to the running back crew. Awesome game. Love you guys. Shout out to the O-line for playing solid pretty much all night long. Big time. Game changers. Get it fixed. I don't know what. I don't know if y'all need to run stadiums or do or till your legs fall off or what. Get it fixed. It's the one thing this week we complain of. We should have had 50 points this game. I know that's really nitpicking, but come on. We deserve better. All right, guys. This is the point of the show. We're going to go back to our pick six for this week, and we're going to talk about what we hit on and what we missed. But guess what? I think we pretty much hit on everything this week. Three things the Gators needed to do to beat South Carolina. Wes, build off the performance against Texas A&M. You feel like we uh, looks like we did that, Wes. Yeah. Um, Could have fooled me, Wes. Preface my comments to saying, you know, when I spoke about the defense, I knew you guys weren't talking at me because I was never a proponent of having Tony fire. So let me just say that. I always believed in it wasn't him. The players need to do what they needed to do as far as assignment football. And they did it again. And they created turnovers. And when you do that, three turnovers uh, and the offense is not turning over the ball. I mean, I think Naquan had one late in the game when it didn't matter. But 
that that's huge. So the, the defense build on what they did last week. Uh, and even though they played a team that was not a good offense to what you and Mike say, I'm going to echo that. I, they did what they were supposed to do. If you're playing a team that shouldn't be able to score, you should, you should, and they're struggling to score, suffocate them. Don't give them any hope. They're missing their two leading running backs. Uh, and they got a tight end playing running back who's a phenomenal athlete in himself. So I'm not going to just say they threw any, they threw a walk in in. The kid, Jakeem Bell is a, is a hell of an athlete. Well, he's not good at football. Jakeem Bell is a hell of an athlete. I don't know if he, what if he is, wasn't what good at football. What, what's his numbers he just, this year? Has he rushed he four yards? He's, they he's destroyed like three, last three, year. Three point two yards to carry. What he's got? What less than thirty catches on the year? Cool. He runs. He, he's fast and he he, look, he looks good in, in, at the combine. But I'll let you finish. But that's all he is. He's not good yeah, at football yeah. and no stats. No stats as he is. If uh, I guarantee you, if he was playing for your coach Mike McDaniel in Miami. And he'll find a way he to get that be, guy he, One, he wasn't a yeah. take for, and he won't be invited. He won't even be invited to the combine. But continue on. It's your, it's your take like, right now. I'll, I'll be patient. Yeah, yeah, the kid is a phenomenal athlete. They put him in the backfield. Uh, he destroyed us last week, last year. Uh, my mistake. So he's produced before. They just, I feel like they have an incompetent. I live in South Carolina. They have an incompetent office coordinator. And if Beamer wants to win, they get have to get rid of the office coordinator. But that's another. That's neither here nor there. They worked. They've improved on what they did uh, last week, so I was proud of the team. Mike, your point was get to Spencer Rattler. Well, we did a little bit of that too. He was uh under duress most of the game. You know, when you know ball, yeah, it's uh, oh, it, 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 it's. <laughs> I foresaw such events, um, especially from a certain player. I don't five two. You know, it's um, he had a hell of a game, another sack, you know, consecutive games now. But um, we just beat, we beat an inferior football player. Um, you, you know, as you said, he said a lot. He's just not good at football. I wouldn't expect anything less for someone who played football in the state of Arizona like he did. And, um, yeah, just get him, get him under duress, force turnovers. It's what he does. It's what he's prone to do. He's um he's weak minded and um yeah yeah and we kept and we kept the team under two hundred and fifty yards total offense which once again is a testament to Patrick Tony who just continues to progress no matter what the naysayers say yes sir my pick was uh run the ball fifty times well whoa, well whoa, well whoa, well Nostradamus. 54 carries for 374 yards. I'd say the boys did exactly what they needed to do against a team that was poor against the run. Good coaching, Mr. <laughs> Mr. We appreciate you. You know ball? You know a little ball. All right. All right, guys. Um, three things we need to avoid to beat South Carolina. We'll start with Mike. Another USC letdown. Well, I Looks like we did what we needed to do there. Matter of fact, I would even echo that we uh, used the last year's loss for um, some motivation. I hope so. Um, Wes, your your point was that we needed to avoid making a lot of uh, mistakes in this game. Well, I mean, uh, aside from the special teams, I, I don't I don't know if we'd uh. Call those, I mean, I guess we'll call those mistakes. 
get, getting your kicks blocked and having your, you know. Yeah, um, good thing. Good thing the game was out of reach when those things was happening. I mean, at one point, the 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 six that first touchdown though. Yeah, that you you hate you hate that. Um, how you give up a fake punt to a beamer? How do you not see that coming? You you can that's true when you're, when you're good up at, when, when you're up like when, that as well. My thing is, and I, and I I looked at it. I believe it was Shamar James, who's a freshman. And when you're good, when you're number one, and you're Beamer's son, a descendant of Beamer, Frank Beamer Ball, that happens. I mean, I, I don't, I, I can't fault. I fault us because I, I don't feel like we were unprepared. I feel like we called a timeout before, so we would call the timeout and say, "Hey, something strange might happen." And then when you still can't stop, you just got to give kudos to. Sometimes a coach is out scheme you, and from what I heard, they. Uh, I talked to my friend who went to Clemson. I, I told you. And he goes up there. He coaches high school ball here, so he goes to that camp stuff. They spend a lot of time doing that, and they switch out things they do every week depending on who they're playing. Like some teams, whatever the special team is, they do that. The, the same gunners go out, the same blockers there. They switch up depending on who they play. They take time into that, so they just out scheme us and they, they made a play. Uh, but w- when you give it up to that particular team, I'm not as upset at that as more of the block kick and the fumble on the uh on the uh the, the the field goal try. To me that was horrible. Those were the mistakes in the game. AR had one bad throw where he threw in the triple coverage. Other than that he threw the ball where it needed to be. He just was inaccurate. Uh like we, got, we got out coached on that one. On the special team we got a coach. Yeah we got a, we got a coach on that pick on that, that I I could I, I don't care whatever they do whatever whatever you don't Whatever they do, whatever you say they're doing up there, I think we might want to go take some notes. Yeah, you yeah. got to. He told me he said, "I'm I got I, I stole a couple of the plays from my high school team." He, he was like, "I, I don't they, know." They're, they're good I, I want to see us do <laughs> things like that. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, my point, my point of things we needed to avoid against South Carolina was Carolina to possess the clock, and um, the Gators uh beat the Gamecocks in the time of possession battle, thirty six minutes to 23 minutes um that's pretty solid did what we needed to do also add to that that the Gamecocks in this game were three of 11 on third down so that is a tremendous improvement right there and that is how you certainly don't allow a team to you know to control the clock on you get them off the damn field all right guys well impact players of the week, we had all selected our each individual one. Mike selected his boy, Antoine Powell Jr. Had him a sack early. I saw it. I, my, pon- my, my pony, you know, he thought of me a little bit. Soon as I saw it, I said, Oh, God, Mike was right. But Wes had Princely, and Princely had himself half a sack, not Cute. quite as good as a full sack, but uh, hey, half as good. Hey, let's take a second to talk about it, though, again. These guys are making a tremendous difference, I really think. I, Definitely. I mean, yeah. like we said on the pod, lunch pail players, putting on their hard act, taking a lunchbox. They're not flashy. They're not back there celebrating. Get a sack, go back to the huddle, do it again. Love it. I love the defensive line the last two weeks. Um. Except for that first quarter against AM where they had some containment issues. I haven't seen that issue come up again since then. I mean, they've really 
held their own. My player of the game, impact player of the game was Ethan White. Said I wanted to see a good game out of Ethan White. I didn't see a bad game out of Ethan White. So I'll, you know, uh, we ran for 370 plus yards on the game. Um, looks like the offensive line as a whole did their job. I wasn't going to do the West trick and pick the whole offensive line. I you went thought about one. it though. I thought about it. We we um, have one there, week on the offensive line. It's just one guy. There's one thing I did. I mean, I saw a little bit better play out of Kingsley, but there is, you know, he, he is Kingsley. So I did see him five yards in the backfield one play, but you know, he got it out of the system. So if I can only still, get one of, if I get one of those a game all, I, you know, only as he, he, he still he cost the all he called uh, he cost a false start on one of our offensive linemen again because he snapped the ball too late. He's I don't know what his issue is, what is going on with him. But you at home, you should you can it's the same cadence. It's probably, it's probably what Hevesy said during his freshman year, but that's not um, over there. Barbara's so a that, piece, though. After talking about all that, guys, we're gonna have a little roundtable discussion about you know the good, the bad, and the ugly kind of things. Um. I will say I want to I want to go on the hot and cold of AR real quick. Uh, the cold obviously being the the accuracy issues. I, I just I thought for a minute we were about to have Kentucky AR. Um, threw behind his guys a lot of times. I know we didn't have shorter for this game. We didn't have Frazier's for this game. Uh, big kudos to uh Caleb Douglas looked phenomenal we're gonna we'll talk about that in a second but um young guys stepping up but passes behind his receiver constantly um deep throw over the middle into triple coverage I know he thinks he can out throw those guys and you know I he's begging to be picked off on on some of these plays um the hot he ran the ball with reckless abandon and did not look scared one bit to run the football in this game. Um, ran it with confidence, dropped his shoulder on a couple of guys to run them over. To made the comment, "What did he say, Mike? I'm 240 pounds. Somebody's going to feel this weight." Yeah, I was actually literally going to bring it up as we. Okay, well, I'll throw it to you. You go ahead and read that off to us. Here we are. I believe he said it to Zach. Did he not? Yeah, you actually, Nick. I think you kind of took most of my po- talking points just oh now, God. actually. Well, I'll let you, you're, you're a little more passionate than me. Why don't you hit on them? Well, it's, it's, it's nice, you know, I'm not the AR hater f- for once. So it, it, it's refreshing to hear it coming from someone else. <laughs> and um, no, Anthony Richardson, at, um, when he, this does come from Nick Del Torre of On3. Anthony Richardson asked about running more. I quote, I'm 240. Somebody's got got to feel this way. I like that yeah. mentality. That's phenomenal, especially when when how you, uh, how we end the season in Tallahassee. You feel this you feel you feel like he's at that point of the season where he knows now we've only got a couple of games left. Um inferior imp- opponents, honestly. I mean, you've you've played the the meat of your schedule. You've played the the best opponents not trying to disrespect you Florida State fans if you're listening I but am. you're not you're not Georgia and you're not Tennessee you're not those programs or Utah or Utah um and you know it's always said last game of the season you don't hold anything back anyway but uh, I mean Greg, Gregory Knox didn't no doubt Gregory Knox should Ron be Zook didn't that. um Wes, what's your what's your thoughts on AR Plus, good and bad. 
the bad, I'm gonna go with the bad early. Inactive, like you, I mean, you, you said it. Um, I wasn't too the, the throw in the triple cover. That's probably his bat, his worst read. His reads aren't bad. It's not his reading of the field. He's going to the right places with the ball. And then most you know, of I, the time, most of the time, okay. not all the time, but the yes, people, the people, the people he are throwing to are open. He's inaccurate, and then you know he missed. And then I thought about it, and you brought when you brought up Douglas, and then you still saw him hit Frazier's a couple weeks ago. Then you saw the throw, the nice touch ball he hit Ricky on for the first touchdown uh, that he threw. That he it was nice touch, and then. You see some of the, the first two throws he threw to Ricky at the beginning of the game. Then he hit Douglas on a nice out uh, out route. I'm like, is it? But Ricky? he missed. It- he missed Ricky on the same out route though. That's just weird. Yeah, you know I'm saying yeah. the first two, and I'm wondering if it's him and Ricky on certain. Because if you look back at the beginning of the season, it's been him and it's been the ball going to Ricky where he's been high behind. I, I, I thought about it as the pod. I didn't think about this before the podcast. I thought about it now. When he's been throwing the ball to Douglas, it's been there. When he threw the ball to Frazier's, it was there. And Ricky, it is not. I'm not blaming Ricky. What I'm saying is, Ricky has a a gear that nobody on the on the team has. He, we we see it. He's the the kid can get it in and out of breaks that nobody has. He has the speed that nobody on the team has. All that. So maybe it's some why work is he throwing that ahead they need of him to do. Some passes. I don't know about that. I, I see a lot of behind. Maybe I'm. I need but to he, go back and watch them. I saw two. Two of his early incompletions. One was the out route where he threw it behind two out. No, he yeah. threw it behind. And then one was a drag, and he threw it way out in front of. Him. Like yeah, I just, I don't. I don't, I don't and then he threw one buddy, behind him. Like I, it's like he's trying to course correct. Who else has have you seen that happen to though? I haven't. I that's have what, to that's pay more I attention. Just, I mean, I, after watching yeah. the Kentucky game, it was everybody. I didn't. Have, I don't think he yeah, had any. That I know, I know, but that's, watch the, watch the and that's why I that said I thought game. early we were going to have a repeat of the Kentucky game because it looked the same to me. Throws outside, yeah, throws high. Um, as we play I, don't know, man, I, I don't have the answer. I just think that's who AR is. I'm, I'm, as as I'm we play Vanderbilt and we play FSU and then we have our bowl game, if he plays in the bowl game, if he stays, whether – well, guys, if he plays the next there's game, no way. He, look he's at standing, his he's got away. two games left at the University of Florida. He's not playing in the bowl. If okay. he's leaving, he ain't uh, playing the bowl game. Okay. So to your Did point you? about the running, it came out that uh, they feel the staff feels well. The staff plus uh, Billy Napier feels better about Kitna, which is why they were calling more runs for uh, AR as well. Because at, at the beginning, we knew they weren't running a lot because of um, the back of quarterback situation. So. Uh is coming on, and that's get, giving Napier the ability to call more runs for AR. But I want y'all to see the next two games and see who those missed throws are coming to. Okay. Mike? He's just inconsistent. That's the uh, bottom line. In the uh, Sorry about that. Um, he's just inconsistent. It's, it is who he is, unfortunately. Um you I know, think that is. I think it's just who yeah. he is. Yeah, no, it's just, that's just kind of the bottom line, you know. At, at, and I said at, ten, at the Tennessee game, it's all right. What are you gonna do? I mean, like at this point, you have no excuses. You know, I don't mind a little. You know, I, you know, a little. Uh, you know, dipping here. You know, re- re- slight regression, but you know, just 
give me consistency to a certain extent, no peaks and valley stuff like that. With that being said, you know, I'm just looking at the completion percentage after, you know, Tennessee, we have 80% um, after um, Eastern Michigan, uh, Eastern Washington. Then you go to 50% with uh, Missouri, Missouri, LSU, we have 60. Georgia, 48. Texas A&M, 60. And then uh, South Carolina, 47. Yeah, I mean, I was, it, it's all over the place. I was so, going to say, I think 60's, I think 60's the cap for him. And last game, and I was like, listen, that Texas A&M, you give me that game, 17, 28, 201 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Yeah. Uh, give me that. I'll take 50s, mid-50s. I'll happily take those, that. But guess what? He's just not accurate. He, he's like, he's going to get somebody fired in the NFL. If they get if he gets drafted in the first round because they're going to draft on potential and he's just not gonna he he's just not accurate enough and because he's not going to turn into a, like a Josh Allen someone so forth I don't, he's yeah. just not accurate he's not ment- mentally strong enough in my opinion I love how he's playing though in terms of rushing uh, in terms of the good AR I love what he's doing he's spreading the ball around um, that says a lot you know he he is missing some of his weapons shorters it's more of his, his security blanket. Frazier stepped up a lot into, you know, um, and uh, the ball like Douglas. Pardon? And zipper. And to zipper. a lesser extent, yes. Yeah, no. So, b- bottom line, he is missing weapons. But at the end of the day, you're, you're, when you have no ceiling, you're supposed to overcome those things. But, you know, what that, he's 11 to 23, 112 yards. Like, that's it's awful. And had guys open. It's, like, just, I mean, it's awful. You know, you need passes like that? Treon Harris. Yeah. And what? Well, you, you say no. I mean, I could bring up Trion Harris stats right now. And say, yeah. No, I didn't say no. no when West shaking his oh, head, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't all know right, We're not going to go on this all day no, long. We won't, but I'm just saying, once again, it goes to, are you playing to anywhere near – if he's playing anywhere near his potential right now, not even, not even close. I don't – like, if you can't give me 17, 20, 200 yards, if I can't even get 200 yards out of you, well, seriously, as a program, we have to have the standard – and we're and people aren't even killing them on a timeline with this. They should be. It's South Carolina. They're not good. He plays like this against Florida State. We could easily lose. Easily. They're not a bad football team. Now, on the positive side, like I said, he was um, uh, what's it? and as you know, I, I always said he's been inaccurate. But on the positive side, I like how he's spreading the ball around. I love how he's rushing the ball, and I love how he's not he's cutting strong. He's, and then he's not you know. He's ready to, you know, like the tweet said, I'm ready to run somebody over. So that's going to be a lot, you know, assist him in with his inaccuracies. So, you know, they're that may have to stack, put another man in the box. So, you know, that's going to aid him. But end of the day, he's going to have to step up. That's just essentially what it comes down to. Um, I was much more pleased with the offensive game plan. Obviously, like we said, going into the game, um, this was a team that was susceptible to being run on, and we didn't shy away from it. I actually thought we were a little too pass happy in the second half with a big lead. Um, I, I, I would have liked it. Because, I mean, I guess I it's mean, good for the reps. Yeah, that's what I was good at. You, you got it. Go ahead. My whole thing is, I, if it's working, don't stop. That's that's my. I'm a son of a coach. My dad's mentality was: if that play, if they can't stop it, you keep running it. But I get it from the coach's standpoint of you want to get some of these young guys some reps and some, you know, uh, 
But then again, you go down the rabbit hole with if AR starts struggling, does he does that compound? And then you're waiting. You got two more games to get through. And where's he? Pl- where, where was the game at? Was it on the road or in? Sw- in it game was in the swamp, and every single time, it's just a wild thing. Well, the next maybe two it's games good. The last it's two not, games just, on the road. It, it, it's not wild <laughs> if you just admit the, if somebody admits the fact that he's mental, mentally weak. All right. Well, we're not going. We're we're we'll save the AR talk for one more week, and then we'll see what we're doing next week. Um, tremendously proud of these two running backs once again. God Almighty, we've we've got two just absolute studs. I I was glad to show uh, Trevor showed that breakaway speed. Mike wasn't sure he had. Oh, Mike said he couldn't return kicks. Mike said he could never return a kickoff. I remember it well. I know yeah. you do, Wes. Yeah, never. Yeah, you are. Yeah, all, you you are like, oh, we ain't let you off the hook on that. Pull a clip. Yeah. Pull a clip. Recorded. We've been it. arguing that. I got to remember what episode it was, right. but we Pull were talking clip. about him being a kick returner. You're like, I don't think he's. You got say he didn't have the breakaway speed. speed. That's what you said. Sounds like it sounds like I had a gray answer. That's not. I don't think it's black and white. A and his kickoff, re- his kickoff returns have been good, good too. Let me tell you what, boys. We got at least one more season of the both of them and two more seasons of that young man running the football. Um, the run game is in good hands. I ain't I ain't sweating the run game. We're going to have to replace some linemen because uh, Mr. Osiris is, is going to be a hard one to replace. Um, but I think we're well on the way to doing that. Um, once again, praise for the defensive side of the ball. Um, I didn't see anybody stand out playing absolutely, you know, poorly. Um, turnovers being created. Love seeing Kamari get a uh, a fumble, causing a fumble, and Dean recovering it. That was awesome. Um, good to see the young guys in there getting those plays once again. I think our defense with the guys that we've got coming back, we we should be in fairly good shape next year, given the growth that these young guys have shown. Um, I think we'll be that'll be an underrated part of us next year, depending on what how the defense you know the defensive backs shape up. Um, any other thoughts on the defense, guys? Patrick Tony, give him the credit that man deserves. Period. Six quarters. Conference football. No, not one touchdown. Not like give him the credit the man deserves. Period. Absolutely. Wes, anything you want to add on the defense? No, I never thought the, the problem was uh, Pastor Tony. I thought he needed to get his guys in and uh, and coach up the guys he had. And I think that's mm-hmm. more of what you've seen as time has gone on. I think that also takes have, time. That takes reps. That takes and buy-in. it does game so, time, I mean, game experience. I mean, you can only shut up so well. Like it. it t- I was saying. I was going to just add and shout out to the leader of the defense, Ventura Miller, for holding the guys accountable and not letting them quit and not letting them give up and, and bringing that energy each and every week. He's been a key component of, of uh, what Patrick Tony has been trying to do. You need guys we'll like that. You know, this is going to – yeah, even though he's leaving, him buying in and being accountable and having everybody else be accountable because he's that type of leader uh, will be huge for the, the, the guys that's for the future. So shout out to Ventura. Ventrell. Yeah, um, Bernie too. Uh, 
Bernie has been a tremendous growth. His, his growth has been tremendous to watch. Four total tackles in there, I don't say half a tackle for loss. But you don't see him getting burned. You don't see – I mean, you just don't see the mistakes he was making at the beginning of the season happening. And and have we seen that of Bernie for the last two years that made every Florida fan go, oh, he's coming back. I think everybody now, in retrospect – is kind of like, man, I'm really glad Amari Bernie came back because we'd, be we'd be in a bad spot without him. Absolutely. Whoever doesn't want to realize that, you're you're lost because Amari Bernie's played great football the last six games especially. Mike, you had two more things you wanted to point out on offense real quick? Before yeah, we a couple of uh, uh, on her, on her, on um... – Underrated guys. Uh, seen Odom, Odom a lot, Jonathan Odom a lot past couple uh, weeks. I, was, I, I liked him. What's that? With Zipper out, he stepped into that. Correct. Role. I liked him coming in, especially like a up the seam uh, tight end. You know, just because how he high points the ball and also his, his size and potential blocking ability. But he's really stepped up. You know, the tight end slash H back role. And he, you know, got to give him kudos. He had a touchdown pass, making some plays. But um, as you guys uh, spoke on earlier, Caleb Douglas, three-star, you know, uh, oh, no, we can't, you know. We needed, we needed We needed to fire, um, to call, Kerry Colbert because he's missing the kid that went to TCU because his uncle went there, yada, yada, it's terrible. Well, for the recruiting folk out there, Caleb Douglas was 464th best player in the country. He led the team receptions last week. This past this this past week. So well, let Kerry Colbert coach. A very late addition to our class. A lot of people said, "Oh, we're just taking a flyer." Do we really need to waste scholarship on this kid? Think think about Patterson. I know. I mean, I, yeah. End of the day, and he was the first one we got. I'm not. I know. I was like, hey, if, I, I remember asking Connor, is, is, he, "Is he most likely going out?" We all were like, "Probably." He was the first commit wide receiver commit. Remember that. Yeah, I mean he. Yeah. He's put us. I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let Kerry Colbert do his work. I'm, his guys are making it happen on Sundays. Oof. His guys are making it happen on Saturdays. I don't have any. I don't got, have anything. He's got three three wide receiver ones in the NFL right now. On the I think right now our focus might want to be to hold on to Kerry Colbert. <laughs> not yeah. where not not try to run him out of town but uh let's let's keep him here as long as we can um big shout out yeah caleb douglas uh odom that was his first career catch was touchdown or you know that's that's awesome if i'm him i'm walking around campus is like, all i do is catch touchdowns so unless it's for like yeah. Yeah, i don't, don't coach if, if, when my quarterback only, can hit you, me. you let me know when we're near the end zone <laughs> Big time. All right, guys. Um, tremendously proud of this team. We got Vanderbilt coming up. We'll talk, we'll touch on Vanderbilt coming up in our next episode. And of course, then we end the season on that Friday night trip to Tallahassee to take on the Knowles. Um, they're playing tremendously well right now. That should be quite a battle to end the season. But I tell you right now, guys, we should be seven and four walking into that game. If you told us a few weeks ago we had a chance to go eight and four in this season, every single person would have said, "I'll take that." You, you're Mr. Coin Flip. We're not, don't tell me you said it. I, I predicted eight and four in the season. Oh man, you can't get away from this guy. I predicted eight and four. Pull the foot. Pull it. Pull it. Everything's Mike is the pull the footage. 
Now he did, you did, but we also kind of, like I said, yeah, if you have told us, you're right, you're right. If you'd have said two weeks, three weeks ago, <laughs> we would, we had a chance to finish eight and four. Everyone on this pod, especially, would have said yes, please, absolutely. <laughs> because there was a there was a time where we were like six and six might be a struggle. Just get get us a bowl game. Yep, yeah, that's that, where we're at. No, so, no, seriously, we're, bowl we're like just get us a bowl game. Would you settle for a bowl game? Absolutely, just for the practices. That's I literally just wanted six games, and just show yeah. me slight progression. Because now every one of those young guys we're talking about gets extra gets those extra fifteen practices, yep, or whatever, or, or however many it is, but it's right around that ballpark. Um, that's that's like almost having a whole other spring ball, especially for, for, kids, for those guys. And I don't think Osiris will most likely play. I wouldn't so, expect Osiris to play if I'm Ventrell. I'm not. Well, Ventrell is a baller, though. I would Ventrell will probably play because that's just who he is. Um, there's some others I might not expect to play unless shorter. I wouldn't be surprised if Dean didn't play. If and I'm shorter, I'm not playing. I, I like I said, I. We'll see what happens. I'm not going to sit here. I'm not sitting here trying to bash kids, but I just got a feeling that that zero might not play either. But it is what it is. Hey, if he doesn't, that means those young guys are getting to play his spot. He'll test well. Yeah. He's got some physical attributes. So a lot of excitement going on right now, Gator Nation. We're going to touch on a lot more stuff this week on our on our weekly show. A lot of recruiting news right now. Um just remember, it's always recruiting season, no matter what Dan Mellon says. Um, <laughs> we have got a ton of stuff we're going to be uh, touching on this week. We might talk about as much about recruiting as we talk about Vandy because recruiting is much more interesting. Um, <laughs> um, Listen, man, they're the Harvard of South. Put some the Harvard of South. They, they keep, hey, they keep they the just... conference's GPA up. They just beat Mike's boy. So, I mean, we might need to show him some attention. They just beat Will Levis, didn't they? The, the, the number one football. The number one. Look, pick. All that's going to do is make us more pissed <laughs> off about losing to them damn Joker. Yeah, man. I'm, I, see, Kentucky, you, if, if, Kentucky, if you would have came, it would, like, you should have been on my. I'm, I've been indifferent for months now. If I've Kentucky got hyped up about every out. game, like they got hyped up about Florida. What's they went ten nine. If 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 Kentucky got hyped up about every game, like they got hyped up to play Florida, they'd have nine to ten wins every. Oh, I'm year. going to Kroger next year. It's gonna be it's not they... shopping, folks. Kroger Field. <laughs> I right. double. I mean, double down. <laughs> Mike in the trenches. Mike in the Kroger trenches. All right, guys. Well, one other. The only last point I had is um game changers. Get it fixed. God Almighty. If that ends up costing us one of these games, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna blow up. All right, guys. Anything y'all want to add before we jump out of here? Yeah, just uh, shout out to our fans that responded on Facebook with the questions. We will take care of those questions on Wednesday night's podcast and answer those uh, there, so you'll hear your questions answered and uh, on Thursday morning when you get the podcast. So shout out to you guys. Thank you guys for supporting that. Mike. Yeah, shout out to Pat Tony for doing Pat Tony things. Put some respect on his freaking name. And um just remember Bateman Goddess. <sighs> Bateman Goddess. Oh God. Hopefully not much longer. Anyway, um 
<laughs> All right, guys. It's always good to celebrate a uh, celebrate a victory, and and some big time recruiting wins only make it better. So, stay tuned, guys. Lots of news flowing out there. Make sure you keep an eye on our Twitter page at Respect Our DCN. Um, there might be news between now and when we drop the show. I mean, things are fluid right now, so just keep your ear to the ground on it. Turn notifications on. Have those notifications on. Yes, sir. And as always, guys, make sure you go out and download the episode. It's available wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure you check us out on the YouTube channel. Respect our decision. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you get a notification whenever we upload new content. And um, make sure you drop a like on every video. It helps us tremendously. And as always, guys, if you like to support us as creators, check us out on Patreon. Respect our decision. Each and every dollar we make goes back into the show. And we appreciate all the love that y'all have shown. As always, thank you so much. And go Gators. Go Gators. Gators.